This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Chad and Zay. All right, let's go hour number three on a Wednesday. Chad and Zay with you. Hope you're having a good one. Hope you're avoiding the uh, rain in the area, although the sun's shining where we are right now. Hopefully it's uh, doing what it needs to where you are. You're not getting too much of that rain. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Every day for the third hour, he picks out a beat for us. Now, is this an ACL-related beat as well? Correct. All right. So, um... I'm trying to think. I haven't even taken a good long look at the ACL list, so I have no guess. Yeah, not many hip hop artists. So if you just okay break it down, you could probably figure it out. If you were looking at the list, this is Glorilla. Okay, Glorilla. Glorilla. New uh, newer artist, older artist. Yeah, newer artist. Her and Ice Spice are the big new women rappers right now. I was going to say, is that glow reference to like maybe a Gloria thing and it's a female or is this? Okay. Yeah. Or is it like Glorilla, like we're going to have a party and everything's going to be glowing and let's go. This is a female. Female. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. She's tough. Is she hot? If you like that kind of thing. What kind of thing? Not my taste. Okay. Not your kind not of... Not my kind. Maybe somebody else is kind of attractive, yeah, of but not yours. Yeah, of course. Okay, fair enough. I've not seen Glorilla. Yeah, she's from Memphis. Yeah, okay. Let me do a... I'll do, I'll do a search. I'll give you an on-air reaction. Ready? <laughs> of Glorilla. Okay. All right. Yeah. She's a little thin for my taste. That's L- all. You know, nothing wrong with that. Thin. A little thin, you know. That's cool, though. That's some serious eyelashes going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of eyelash work. Yeah, happening. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the sleeve, though. I like that tat sleeve. Not afraid of the tat chair. No. Not afraid of the ink, uh, Miss Glorilla. I also... Uh, now, while I can't stand the musicians that won't just give me their, their song titles clearly, I do like when they mess with their own names. So the fact that she capitalizes the R in the middle of Glorilla, that's fine. That's cool. I like that. Right. Now, don't make your whole damn name capital unless it's an acronym. We don't need to go crazy. I don't need you to be telling me, Bob Schneider. He shouldn't do that. <laughs> don't be yelling at me. We don't need that. Uh, all right. So, Glorilla with the beat, part of ACL, and we're doing all ACL artists today. We're getting a lot of good text in on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Someone texted, who cares? I would not walk across the street to meet Biden. All right. Fair all enough. Right. Uh, somebody else says, I care a little bit less than they do. Someone else says, Georgia doesn't need to focus on that. They need to worry about winning another title. And I think it was our man Chris Bennett that told us, I, it's a little hard to believe, that the last college football championship team to go to the White House was Burrow and LSU. So, I mean, not that there's been a ton since then, but... You sure? I remember Trevor Lawrence being there grabbing a Big Mac. That would have been before that, though, right? Trevor Lawrence would have won... Uh, I want to say Burrow... Burrow was 19 or 20. 
19. He would not. He was 19. Okay. Bama's COVID was 20. And who would 21 have been? Because Burrow's like in year four now. Trevor Lawrence is coming in year three. Both of them number one picks. So that's how I'm looking at it. Okay. So both of them number one picks. Burrow. No, maybe that was. Okay. Yeah, All right. So that before. So he was 21. Yeah, Burrow's 19. You're right then. So Lawrence would have been 21. And then. Why am I not remembering last year? That's the 21 season. Georgia. Georgia, thank you. Well, no, no, no. Georgia's back to back. Georgia went 21 and 22. Bama was 20. So did Lawrence win? Did Lawrence win it first? Did Lawrence maybe, go? Maybe he stayed. Maybe he won it. Because didn't oh, see, now you're gonna he make. See, now I'm, now I'm gonna have to look this up. <laughs> but I do remember Lawrence grabbing Big Macs, though. I do. And CB's probably right. CB's usually not wrong. Yeah, no, I think uh Georgia, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Clemson was 18. Okay. So it was it was him and then Burrow. Then Burrow. Wow. So the last three, Bama, Georgia, Georgia, they're saying nobody has gone to uh, to the White House since since LSU. So we'll get a little more into that story. Uh, I guess it's getting a little bit of love. I'm just wondering how interested uh, people are in that story. I, I don't care. I have never been that interested in that story either way throughout my life. It didn't really used to matter, and now somehow it it matters. But we'll get into that with why today matters. Um, but uh, also got a couple different things to get into. There's an interesting NFL story that Zay found. Plus, uh, Zay, I want to get your thoughts on one of the most hated guys in our lives in basketball maybe getting at least the thought for a job. So Toronto is moving on from Nick Nurse, the man who helped them win a title. I know Kawhi Leonard was kind of a part of it too. But a couple years after that, they get rid of him. They're trying to figure out what to do. There was talk of Udoka. Before he went to Houston, there was at least kind of talk maybe they'd be interested. But now they have legitimately interviewed JJ Redick. Yeah, he's already interviewed, and you know you talk about him being one of the most hated of all time. Well, he's not that anymore. He's one of the brightest basketball minds that you see on TV. He goes at Stephen A. and Mad Dog like it ain't nothing, and you know. His podcast is a terrific, too. Like, Old Man and the Three. That's amazing. So, I get the interest, but he has no coaching experience. You're throwing a guy into the fire if he were to get the job. And J.J. Redick, being as smart as he is, being a Duke guy, him playing in the game, him not being too far from being retired, so he's going to be able to relate to the players. But we're seeing with Joe Mazzulla. And him struggling with his first job, mm-hmm. like you're gonna get exposed eventually. And a lot of the time, it depends on the team you have. Obviously, you gotta have guys to even get to the playoffs. But once you get in, you could get exposed. So looking at Toronto and their situation, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet, they they still got some good guys that were there, a part of those champion that championship team when Kawhi. Why Leonard was there, excuse me, but it's just about who are they going to get. They still need that one player. They might not get a guy like Kawhi, but they still need that one player. And if J.J. Redick was offered the job, would it be worth it? Would it be worth, Mm. you know, leaving the camera and doing a great job there? You're already a millionaire from your playing days. So money, you're not thinking about money. You're thinking about love for the game. And Is this something that you really want to do? He comes from a Coach K background. He played with a whole bunch of other guys that were decent coaches. But he hasn't been a coach yet. No, he hasn't. That's the thing. He has no experience, so that's weird. But he's still one of the 
smartest basketball minds out there. He you is, can't deny yeah, that. Yeah, no, he is that. So d- tell me if I'm wrong here. When I think of guys that have played and now are coaches, like the the, the modern group, the Jacques Vaughns, the Ty Lues, obviously you know Doc Rivers and others, those guys were assistants before they were head coaches. Yes. Correct? Mm-hmm. They all worked their way through as assistants. Where even if you didn't know it, you'd go, oh, you didn't know he's been an assistant? Like I've Heck, even Patrick Ewing, which some people were upset, not upset, but like were questioning, is this really going to work if he goes to George? And we saw what happened. But he had been an assistant before. Yeah, you see Sam Cassell on the bench with Doc, with the Sixers. Sam Cassell's been in the league ever yeah. since he retired. He's been an assistant coach, just bouncing around from team to team. He's not getting any looks. They didn't call him. Now, they might be respecting the Philadelphia 76ers and saying, we'll wait, but they're already going after somebody with no experience, whether he's a good basketball mind or not. You still got to be in the trenches and understand when to call timeouts, when to make adjustments, when to take guys out the game. Do I chew guys out? Am I a yeller? You know, am I one of those, am I a coddler? You know, you got to figure out your own philosophy. And, yeah, it is a weird story, but I don't know. And Anybody could get a job nowadays if you have just some experience in certain guys' minds. Look what Indianapolis did by bringing in Jeff Saturday. Like, sometimes guys just think, owners just think, it doesn't matter if you coach or not. I know this guy. I know he's a bright football or basketball mind. I want him coaching my team. (sighs) Was Jason Kidd an assistant before? He was, wasn't he? Before he got the Bucks job or the Nets job? I don't think so. I really don't. So maybe that's an example. I'm just trying to think of an example of somebody that would have gotten right from I was a player to that. And Kidd didn't even have any time, obviously, as a broadcaster. But um, I really don't. I, I really think Jay Kidd like retired with the Knicks and then got the job with the Nets. And then transitioned. Yeah. Okay. Uh, J.J. Redick did get an interview with Toronto. Keep an eye on that story. We'll see where uh, where that goes. All right. Um, we mentioned NFL schedule will be released tomorrow. Full schedule. They're so brilliant at the NFL. They just, they'll release little bits of things and get us interested in talking about it. We mentioned those international games coming up. You've got uh, Atlanta, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Buffalo, and Baltimore, Tennessee are going to be in London, Miami, Kansas City, and Indy, New England, and Germany, and then the Black Friday game. That's right, Longhorn fans. Not just you get to play football on Black Friday, but the Dolphins and the Jets are going to play on Black Friday. Full schedule tomorrow. We'll talk about that probably Friday for us when everything will be available to us, but we'll probably get a couple more little nuggets of games coming out tomorrow that we'll talk about. But Zay found a really cool story here. Zay, every year, some people get into the NFL Network Top 100 Players. I love that show. That's my favorite, one of my favorite things the NFL does. If y'all don't know how this works, they have every player go through and they just give them a list. And the list for each of them, they don't make them all go to 100, do they? I think so. Do they? Okay. Yeah. So they make them do their list of who do you think is the best player, and you write it down, and then they give you the big countdown, and you get to hear all of these guys talk about each other. It's a fantastic deal. They'll roll it you know, 10 or 20 at a time, whatever. So we've gotten a little sneak preview of what's coming? Yeah, we do. Four anonymous lists that the NFL put out via Instagram – and it's very interesting, you know, some guys, <laughs> some guys I agree with, some guys I'm like, mm, you might be a homer, this might be a guy you play with in college, this might be a guy uh-huh. that's currently you're a teammate with. 
very interesting, but everybody has their own opinion. Okay, so you tell me if it's easy for you to read it this way. Can you give us like everybody's five, four, three, two, one? Yeah. Can we do it that way? Yeah. Let's start with this list. All right. All right. First list at five. Give me some fives. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Okay. Another five. Matt Judon. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. All the way up at five? <laughs> Tyreek, I kind of get. I'm not sure about Judon. I don't see it at okay. all. Okay. No, another five, Josh Allen. Okay. All right. The last five out on this list, Tyreek Hill again. Tyreek Hill again. Okay. Yeah. That now, feels about right for Tyreek Hill. Top. Okay. I, I would assume in the rest of his guys think he's top 10 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's usually top 15, top 20. He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He went 18,000 yards this season. Like, he led the league in yards per catch and yards after catch and stuff. So, I could see it. Now, let's go with the fours. Okay. Gosh. Fred Warner. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Some people are fans. That's what I mean. Like this, some of this just by the Homer, way, just Homerism. No, like, no. come on. That 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 dude has to face Fred Warner a lot. Okay, that's probably in his division, and he has to face him because Fred Warner is linebacker, right? Yeah, 49ers. Yeah, so that is a. You could argue him being the top linebacker in the league. That's an O lineman or tight end in their division, right? <laughs> that's just saying, you know, hey, you know, the fourth best player in the league is, don't you? It's a guy I have to deal with. Yeah, that dude's lost his mind. I don't care how good he thinks Fred Warner is. That's great. Another four, Jamar Chase. Okay. Yeah. All right. I would assume though that level of receiver gets gets a lot of praise. Another four, Stephon Diggs. Yep, there it is. Another four, Josh Allen. Okay. Josh Allen getting the top five. I mean, would you put Josh good. Allen that high? No. I wouldn't either. Not after this season. Yeah, I'm not going not that high. Season. Now, a lot of guys think of just this year, and a lot of guys take the whole career, and they put it in their list. That's so why, who knows what these guys, yeah. how these guys are ranking them, you know? Now, by the way, because I think Brady's had this thing like seven or eight times. Are they finally done picking Brady? Are <laughs> they out the league. Right. Can they not pick him this year? Did they make sure to tell them they're not allowed to vote for him? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they let them know. Good grief. I know. I couldn't believe he ended up on top of that list again last year. I'm like, wait a minute. Brady? I, I get the respect, but... Really? That's all that was, just straight respect. All right, okay. All right, on to the threes. Yes. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. Justin Jefferson. Okay. Go ahead, Justin. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He won it one year, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he won it one year. He was number one Mm -hmm. at least one year. Yeah. Nick Bosa. Okay. Yeah. I could see him up in that that Mm -hmm. category. And number two is Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Uh Uh-huh. Josh Allen. Yeah. Micah Parsons. Oh, look at Micah. Micah somebody's two? Micah somebody's two. Again, I'll go back to my theory. That's an offensive player in the NFC East. <laughs> That's who that is going, oh, my well, God. Well, the I same person that has Micah Parsons number two yeah. has Jason freaking Kelsey at number eight. Yeah, that's a grunt worker right there. That is an, that's an O lineman. If they're O, o or D lineman, easy. <laughs> they have, They think Jason Kelsey is better than Travis Kelsey. <laughs> they got Travis Kelsey at 10, Jason Kelsey at 8. What are we doing? That's what I'm talking about. You tell him. That's uh, definitely an O-line. Yeah. If he thinks Parsons is that good and Jason Kelsey is above Travis Kelsey, <laughs> definitely an O-lineman. No doubt in my mind that's an O-lineman. I don't think anyone has ever said, you know, those Kelsey brothers, boy, that center. Way better than the tight end. Not even close. And Travis is lucky to be grabbing those coattails. 
you know, living out in Jason's shadow. That's what his thing is. Will you get out of here, O-lineman? I heard Shannon Sharp the other day say, this is Shannon Sharp, three rings, two with the Broncos, one with Baltimore, yep. one of the best tight ends of all time. He went on the Kelsey podcast, and he said to Jason, yo, this dude right here, your brother, is the greatest tight end of all time. Just said it. Just said it. We wow. know how prideful Shannon Sharp is. We see him with yeah, This is Shannon Sharp. He don't talk like this about anybody. You better show him something if he's willing to – put you on in the same category as him and above that. He flat out said it. And we got somebody on here saying Jason Kelsey's better than Travis. You hey, got to be kidding to me. To be fair, you might if you'd have let Sharp finish, he might have said, oh, and by the way, your brother's even better yeah. than you. He might have said it. You don't know. <laughs> I hope he did. I, I hope, hope did it. I hope he did not. All right, so then who are the ones? Uh, we got to get through the other two. Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't yeah. get all the twos. Or did we? I thought we did. I thought we did. You're right. We did. All right. We finished. Okay. Yeah, we finished. Okay. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson. Oh, Justin Jefferson at one. That's a little saucy to me, but good for him. Good for him from that one person. That's a big fan. You know who that is? That's a defensive back in his division. <laughs> that's, that's exactly who that is. Yeah, defensive back that's clearly been toasted that's for a, the last three that years. That is a DB for the Packers, Lions, or Bears going, I'm going to tell you who the best player in this league is. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's good, but best player in the National Football League good? Wow. All right, the yeah. other two number ones, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, okay. And then Josh Allen. So Travis Kelsey was two of these four as the best player? No, you yes. said two of these four yeah. guys mm-hmm. pick Travis Kelsey number one. I'm just no, gonna, no, just one did one. Did, okay, one did. so Kelsey Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Mahomes and Josh Allen. Okay, that is wild to me. The idea that you could that you could have a list from an NFL player of the best players in the league. They could put a tight end number one, and a whole lot of people won't laugh. That's crazy. I know I wouldn't do it. Like he's always I wouldn't a top put it, ten guy. You know I wouldn't put him all the way up there. But you know how much I love the tight end position. Yeah, I, I, I love the respect they're getting. I don't know if they need that much. Like, would Travis Kelsey be this good if they never drafted Patrick Mahomes and it was Alex Smith the whole way through? No, absolutely not. No. So he'd be damn good though. They'd be very good. Be damn good. They'd be very good. Yeah. But it's just I. <laughs> Let's give Patrick Mahomes more credit. And a lot of guys did. Probably, let me see what the same person that put Travis Kelsey at number one. Let's see whether they put Patrick Mahomes. Okay. They had Patrick Mahomes number two. I would assume so, he's close. Yeah. yeah right. If you think Kelsey's one, you don't think Mahomes is like 20. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. So No way you can do it. Do like you say, it's like division guys talking about other division guys. So do you think that ultimately every year on this list that number one, like were you okay with number one being Aaron Donald, or do you think number one needs to be a quarterback every year? I was okay with it being Aaron Donald that year he got it. Okay. Yeah. The way he was mucking up the league, mucking up offensive coordinators, whole you know system and schemes and quarterbacks and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody said the person that put Jason Kelsey above Travis Kelsey was Jason Kelsey. You were reading Jason Kelsey's list, <laughs> and that fits everything. Jason Kelsey is in Micah Parsons' division, put himself above his brother. I bet you that was him. Can if you we vote for yourself? I don't know. I don't think so. I have no idea. I don't. That may be the only... I'm trying to think of what qualifications they give the guys. I think that might be one of them. I think they say you're not allowed to vote for you anywhere. Now, one of the coolest things they do is when the producers are asking guys that are usually in the top ten that are a part of it, they're like, where do you think you should be ranked? And guys go, 
I mean, yeah. probably top five, number one. Do they like, where am I ranked? Like eight. And they're like, mm. ah, yeah, I don't know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It is. These dudes are so competitive. I love it's, it. It's a great show, man. It's a great show. It just—it's it, a perfect primer for an NFL season to get you excited, to remind you, and then I like watching the back end of it too. And the the hundred. Oh, I love that to fifty, yeah. sixty. Because yeah. then you get to hear guys breaking down like these D tackles you forget about, offensive linemen, receivers that are up and coming, younger quarterbacks that are on the way. They lay stats out for you, and you go, "Oh, damn, that is impressive." Kyle Uzcheck is always like. 98, yes. 99, 96. Yep. And I'm always like, yep, makes sense. This dude, he's for real, even though nobody talks about him on that very hefty San Francisco 49ers squad that has Kels, uh, Kittle and Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. Kyle Juszczyk, as a fullback, pretty damn good. Yeah, you hear guys like over the years, you know, breaking down Fletcher Cox and yeah. people like Jeffrey Simmons. I wonder how high Simmons ends up this year. He's been on a big-time run. He just got all that money. He's like the second or third highest-paid D-tackle now. It's like Aaron Donald. I think there's somebody in the middle in him. I think he's third all-time now. Right. So I wonder where that respect level has gone. Because he, to me, he just keeps getting better and better and better. I wonder where how high he'll be. That's always interesting to me. Like, Donald was – it all came together for him – but then where does a guy like Simmons end up? I love that show. MLB, NBA, take notes. That is so cool, man. And it's great that they actually gave this little teaser. You know, a lot of folks will do that. Like when we get, we'll get an anonymous thing on. They'll put an article out where it's like, anonymously we asked all the coaches who the best quarterback in their league is, and here's what they said. I love that stuff. I love hearing it because they know they can be honest if they know it's anonymous. And uh, in this case, the guy's, uh, guy's giving us a little, little sneak preview at the NFL. Tomorrow, full NFL schedule day. We'll be talking about that. Up next, it's Why Today Matters on this uh, May the 10th. Uh, one of the sportscasters I grew up with, uh, the legend, has a birthday today. We'll hit that. Plus, your level of care on this Georgia White House story. Zay and I will talk about it. Georgia has apparently decided not to go to the White House. We will tell you if we care. Plus, I'll tell you the one thing Kirby Smart did here that I do admire next on The Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And that's random. But so what? Chad and Zay. Give me that beat, fool. This a four time jack. No, really, this is sound way track. So really, I ain't got to steal nothing. All I got to do is kill it. When you press the card button, let the paralyzed fill it. I came back with a four time swaggy. The critics thought they had me. Nah, I just bought more batteries. Turned up, supercharged. I'm medium away from living large. All right, rolling through a Wednesday. Zay's got nothing but ACL artists for you today. Hmm. Should I know this? Yeah. A Kendrick? Yeah, there we go. Okay. There we go. That's the first thing. It's what it sounded like at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, this is off one of his first mixtapes. Really? Albums. 
okay. the Kendrick Lamar EP. I need to check out more Kendrick. I've heard uh, Good Kid Good Kid Mad City, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's it's what it's a, called. It's a great album. I have not listened to another full album besides that one, uh, but that uh, talented, talented dude. And he is from Compton, correct? Compton, California. Compton, Cali. Uh, Kendrick, Shania, Foo Fighters, Alanis Morissette, and Caliushis. Now that's a that's a music festival they should put together, and they have. They're all coming for A C L, ladies and gentlemen. Plus, they got you the Glorilla beat from earlier in uh, in the hour. Glorilla also going to be a part of A C L. All right. Um, Gosh, Kendrick's good. Wow. Oh, he's incredible. <laughs> He is incredible. I haven't heard this song in a long time, man. That's woo, that is some heat. You know what else? I, the other thing I love about Kendrick Lamar is he has found it's some of the things I've seen. I've never seen him live at a full, you know, full show. What I've seen on award shows, what I've seen at different single performances, he can find a way to present that music in a really visually interesting way. Yes. And that's so hard to do with hip hop. It is hard to make hip-hop visually interesting sometimes, and he figures out a way to do it. Every time there's a performance at an award show and it's Kendrick, you can feel the room get ready. Like, what the Kendrick, when? When? I can't be at the bathroom. Let me know when Kendrick's here. And then you see the performance, you realize why. And it's always deep. It yeah. always connects to the song, whatever he's performing, which we know his songs could get really deep, and he talks about real-life stuff. He does. And he'll put that in his performances, like you said, uh, yeah, he's incredible. I'm not surprised why a lot of people have him on Mount Rushmore, including myself. Man, big time, big time guy. Kendrick will be a part of ACL this year. All right, let's get you why today matters. It is May 10th. We got a couple birthdays to mention, and we'll talk about this White House story too. Why today matters. Brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right. Uh, it is May the 10th, and uh, the story got out. Uh, I say got out. I like it's a big secret, but apparently it's been announced that coming up June 12th, the White House invited a whole bunch of championship teams, but Georgia's football team is not going to be one of them. Our man Chris Bennett is letting us know nobody's gone to the White House since LSU's championship team with uh, with Burrow. So one of our texters did, did text in, did Jill Biden invite TCU? That's well played. <laughs> well played. Uh, yeah, I don't believe Jill Biden did that. I don't, she, don't think she made that same mistake like she did with women's hoops. But this is a, it's a wild story, Zay. It's another thing where... Everything has now become just weird, mean, vicious, and and it's all about sides, and it's all about kind of which side of things you're on. I don't ever remember as a kid thinking, oh, the championship team went to the White House. They must agree with the politics of the president. I never thought of that. And also, I never thought of it. Like somebody said earlier, I wouldn't walk across the street to meet Biden. Like, I didn't ask that. Just like I wouldn't have asked somebody, should this team go see President Trump or President Obama? To me, it's going to the White House. Right. You are making a trip to the White House. The current president will welcome you. And think about the history right? of the White House. Right. And then you're there, right. You're there where so many other incredibly, you know, famous and important things have happened and all that. And to me, it's just about. You know, you're showing respect for that, for the office, which people used to, not so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how far back you want to go to when that really changed, but certainly uh, the last couple presidents, maybe it's the last four presidents, go back wherever you want. But uh, there's just a lot of weird hatred around it right now. 
Um, now, it is ultimately a silly thing. I mean, you can not go or go. You have a right to do all that. I just never remember, like, I don't remember the first people to make this kind of a decision and hear us hearing about it. I remember Brady not showing up for one. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who the president was. It was either GW or Obama. I don't remember which of the two. I think it might have been Obama. I don't remember LeBron and them going to the White House during the bubble or after the bubble at all. Yeah, right. And and well, and then remember the Warriors teams. Like one of the Warriors teams, I think declared that they wouldn't go if they were invited. And then the White House responded with, "Well, good because we ain't inviting you." <laughs> Dottie. And it's like, wait, what? What are we doing now? So now we, we've lost so much respect both ways oh, that, Donnie. that you won't respect the place enough to go, oh, yeah, we'll go to the White House and hang out. And sometimes the White House would lose the respect the other way, and now you're not even inviting the team. So anyway, uh, and in the most recent weird example, uh, the first lady even tried to invite the loser of a championship game, and uh, they had to be kind of talked down from that. So I'm kind of glad we have not – um, I'm kind of glad that we've not really gotten much reaction today in terms of people really getting fired up about it. Seems like people are not that interested in uh, in the story, which to me is kind of good because it's just I don't know, it's just kind of a a strange little little story. The thing I do like about what Georgia did is the excuse they used. Well done, Georgia. Scheduling conflict. Everyone listening right now has used that. It's well played. It's, yeah, I don't it, even know what that means. It, we can't make time can't for make the time. president? No, can't make All time. Right. Hey, you haven't, oh, okay. You haven't seen my schedule. You don't know how busy it is. Zay, we've all been there. It could be your brother. It could be an aunt or uncle. It could be your somebody that wants to date you. It could be that friend that's annoying and keeps saying, man, you want to come over and watch Monday Night Football? You want to come over and watch Monday Night Football? Man, I can't do it. I got a lot of things going on. Now, be sure not to put something on social media later to let them yeah, know where you were. Be careful. But we've all been there. We've all been to schedule. Oh, man. Especially those people listening right now. You know it's true. If you've got like two to five children, man, you got built-in excuses ready to roll. Oh, man, we got stuff. I got soccer. I got volleyball. We got football, workouts. Woo, graduation. They all graduate same night. I didn't tell you that. That is basically what Georgia is doing. So they don't want to come out and say whatever the reasoning might be. We don't want to mess with it. We don't want it to get political. We don't want to offend. We don't want to whatever. So we're going to leave it alone and say we got a scheduling conflict. Yeah, we're so sensitive nowadays. I don't really care what they do. If they want to go, cool. If they don't want to go, cool. Like It really doesn't matter for me. If I was a player that won a championship and I was asked to go, I'd show up. Just because the history, like I've never been to D.C., right. yet alone the White House, so I'm going to take it all in, no matter who's in office at the time, whether it's Joe, Donnie, hell, during the 90s, if Bill Clinton was there, I'd be like, hey, Bill, where'd you do what you did? <laughs> Yo, well, I just want to know. I'm just curious. I'm just, I'm just you no. brought me here. I just want to know history. This is history. Where'd you go? Oh, the back room back there? Okay, cool. Hey, Bill, is that, uh, mm-hmm, hey, mm-hmm. Is that I know that's the Lincoln bedroom. Is that the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they, I ask, hey, Bill, you couldn't like pay for the dry cleaning. Oh, you know, like the stains and all. You couldn't just pay for the dry cleaning. That probably would have helped you out a little bit. I don't know. And maybe athletes and coaches for years have been making these political type statements, and I just never realized it. Like, did they really feel like I'm not going to go? I'm going to make a statement to not go. You can do whatever you want, I guess. Yeah, because it was just a certain respect. 
like, oh, it's the president. No matter what your views are, you're going to respect him and you need to be there. That's just what it used to be. Right. It used to be that. Right. Sort of a respect for the office and the White House and the idea of it. And we used to have the thing of, you know, I remember the old school first time I ever heard after a Super Bowl, they put the coach on the phone with the president of the United States. And it was wild. like we could hear the both voices. Who was it? Reagan. Oh, okay. So, because yeah, the first Super Bowl I remember was Super Bowl fifteen, which is Raiders over Eagles, and that's like what is that early eighties, right? Eighty, eighty one, eighty two, somewhere in there. So Reagan would have just taken office, and I remember hearing like they win, and that's what Tom Flores, the coach of the Raiders at that time, I believe that's right. And he's on the phone, and I can remember hearing Reagan's voice. Well, Nancy and I wanted to say congratulations, and you guys played great. And then it, we'd love to have you at the White House. And so, oh, Mr. President, it'd be an honor. I'll tell the guys. I remember thinking as a kid, well, that's cool. The president called the guy that won the Super Bowl. Yeah, we don't think like that anymore. Yeah, and if you look at the state, the state of Georgia, they weren't really going for Biden when the votes came in. Then he didn't win that state. So, but if you look at it that way, I don't know where we are now, whatever. But wait, he did, didn't he? He won Georgia? Didn't he win? Wasn't that one of the big contested states and they did the recount thing or whatever? That was one of the states, wasn't it? Oh, then shoots. And it's really odd. That's that, And that's one reason why maybe the Georgia football team, not the team, but the powers that be decided. Because it was, I believe I'm right on that, but it was, depending on who you ask, and we won't get into that full yeah, debate today, yeah. but it was, let's just say it was tight. Let's say it was close. It was not a landslide one way or the other. So maybe that's what Kirby's thinking. Like, hey, man, I'm just trying to figure out back to back to back. Can I not deal with all that? Because I'm going to have half of my Georgia folks happy happy, and half my Georgia folks mad no matter what I do. Yeah. So let me just chill. Kirby should have just went Angel Reese and said, yo, we going to Donnie's house. <laughs> <laughs> Angel Reed just said, no, nah, we missed me with that, Joe Biden. Oh. We'll go to the Obamas. Oh. Obama's over here like, you weren't even invited over here. Oh, my God. What do you say? Hey, you know what? We'll go to, my, what's it called? Mar-a-Lago? We'll go to Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> yeah, something like that. We'll help him file documents. We'll go to yeah. Mar-a-Lago. We'll do whatever you need. By the way, speaking of Angel Reese, you see that swimsuit? She's Sports Illustrated swimsuit? What? What? Who? What? Angel Reese. Really? Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Okay. I've seen a couple pl- pics and stuff. You waited this Not long? Too to- shabby. I mean, it just came up naturally. We were talking about Angel Reese. I, it was, I wasn't thinking about it. You waited it. this long to tell me? Yeah. We had prep earlier today? Uh, yeah, that's true. Is there a picture I can go look at? I mean, I would have been a little concerned if I would have came, if you would have came in and I would have came in. The first thing I said was, yo, you see Angel Reese, boy? Yo, yo, that thing thanging. That thing thanging. All the right places. The married uh, man that I am. So just naturally us talking about her now oh, it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that's what I meant. That's okay. Yeah, natural conversation. Yeah, yeah, but look at that. You got Googles. Yeah. Okay. I do all right. I'll have to have to check that out. All right. That's why today matters. By the way, the quick birthday that I referenced earlier is Chris Berman, 68 years old. I know there's plenty of jokes and weird things to say about Chris Berman, but he was one of my favorites growing up. He's one of the original ESPN crowd. And for a while. Him and Tom Jackson on NFL Sunday Highlights was the coolest thing in the world. One of the coolest things ever. And every time I think of Mike Allstock, I think of Chris Merman. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, it's so fire. And that's a big reason why, see, Chad, you weren't a video game guy, but y'all video game heads, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. ESPN, when they had 
rights to the NFL too, not just EA Sports with Madden. They had ESPN Football 2K4 in 2004. 2K4 had a weird picture of just Warren Sapp on the cover, just his face, like full face shot. Like that's all you saw. No helmet, no pads on the, just straight face. And then T.O. was on 2K5, one of the greatest video games of all time, not just for the gameplay, but also for like the real life look of the NFL on ESPN with Chris Berman. And yeah. it was incredible how they meshed it together. Oh, that's cool. Oh, God, I miss those days. That is good stuff. And the whoop and all the yeah, stuff man. they used Berman, to Yeah, man, Tom, man. And, all the, and the nicknames eventually did jump the shark, and they got really old. But that first wave of when he started doing nicknames for everybody, there were some funny ones he would come up yeah, with. I don't know how many years he's got left with the four-letter network. They're trying to keep him around. Dude, now they're pushing him to just streaming and because oh. he and Booger are on what it was he was he and Booger still doing it last year? Yeah. They still did prime time, but it was only on plus. That wasn't on like, regular TV. Like they're still doing the fast of three minutes, right? Uh they do that they right do that. during Monday night football. Okay. So he's on a little bit at a yeah. time. Yeah, it's almost like they feel like they're pushing. It's almost like he's got some guaranteed contract where you gotta make me do let me do something and pay me this amount for I don't know how long. And then maybe one day he's just gone. I don't know. That's sad, man. Those Hubie Brown and Dickie V and Berman and stuff, all those guys, they're uh, toward the end. Dude, I heard Hubie the other night oh, rocking on good. that NBA game. Yo, what was the killing Miami it. game? He was yep. good. Yeah, killing killing it. It. God, he was awesome. <laughs> it was like his first game on playoffs, it seemed like. Dude, he's like 88, 89 or whatever the hell he is right now. He sounds like Bear on you know on game day giving stats. It's crazy when he starts spitting all those stats. All right, coming up, we'll get you stems and seeds before we get out of here. Set you up for uh, the afternoon and evening. We got a full lineup for you, including Mark Henry coming up on uh, actually a couple of the shows. We'll give you the details next on the Horn.com. Chad and Zay. All right, just about done on a Wednesday. Should I know this one, Zay? This sounds very modern. Yep, you have no chance. I have no shot here. This is the king of mumble rap. The king of mumble rap. Uh, okay, who is it? Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty. Okay. Lil Yachty. He will be at ACL also. All right. How, People how hate say? mumble rap, and I'm not the biggest fan, but if I were to listen to anybody, it would be Yachty. He's the best mumble rapper there is. So when we say mumble rap, are you saying you don't understand the words? No, or, I understand Or is it the them. way it's presented? Like, why is it called mumble rap? Somebody like you might have a hard time understanding okay. the words. That's all. Okay. Just see how fast he's rapping. Kind of rapping about nonsense. Okay. Talking about being on lean and taking drugs and stuff. That's basically mumble rap. Okay. All right. Well, guys have, I mean, guys have rapped about being on lean before, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Little Yachty, Kendrick Lamar, Shania Twain, Foo Fighters, Alanis Morissette, Caliushis will all be at ACL, along with Glorilla. We had that beat earlier in the hour as well. Make your plans for ACL. The list, the full list is out there that you can go check out. Thanks to everybody who texted in. Specs text line 337-3776 on the whole Georgia White House thing. I guess for some it's a big story. For us, not necessarily um, that big a deal. But now we're on a run where teams aren't really going 
to the White House in terms of the college football teams. But I did read that the Braves in 21 went to the White House, and obviously there was some of the back in you know back with the Warriors teams that didn't want to go. Now sports and politics and stuff have kind of wrapped themselves up into one another, and it is not like it was back in the day. So, um, hey, what are you going to do? Everybody's got their choice, and uh, you know. Some teams want to go, and some teams don't want to go, and so we'll see what happens. June twelfth, I think, is when. But but let me make sure I get the right meeting down because isn't June twelfth when, or is it maybe before then when Angel Reese and LSU are going? They're going oh, at I some point. I think they are going to go. Okay. Angel Reese and Jill Biden having a you know having a glass of lemonade and talking life. That's what I want to see. All right, let's do that. Let's get them talking. We'll, we'll talk about this tomorrow because where we at? I already got it ready. It has uh-huh. a little bit to do with LSU women basketball team. Okay, so fair we'll enough. talk about it tomorrow. Fair enough. And by the way, I did do some research during the break. Angel Reese and the new NIL deal apparently with SI swimsuit. Good Genius. for you. Not, Genius. Not just in the in the you know swimsuit issue, which I don't even know if there is an actual hard copy swimsuit issue anymore. I hope there still is, but. I think they kind of maybe are heading away from that. But the pictures look incredible. Oh, yeah. She looked good. I mean, not, I didn't think she was going to look bad. She's, you know. Yeah. 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, three. Six, three. Basketball player. Yeah. yeah. It's going to work. Yeah, she ain't called the Bayou Barbie for no reason. Generally, those bodies don't look awful in a bikini. <laughs> Generally. Right? Swimsuits with the basketball body. Nah usually going to be terrible. All right, so uh, all that going on today. If you missed it in basketball, apparently Bob Huggins gets to keep his job, just get the salary reduced, have a suspension that we'll find out about, and have sensitivity training. I want to pay to see the sensitivity training on television, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, also, congrats to Texas baseball. They got the win over UTA last night, 10-5. to Pal Thomas and Brown each hit a homer, and Charlie Hurley runs that record to 4-0. and Got the win, five nice innings. Did give up a couple runs, but went five and got the win. And Dylan Campbell, congrats, one for four, 27-game hit streak now. Uh, let's get you a couple other stems and seeds before we get out of here. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Again, a 27-game hit streak for Dylan Campbell, extending the all-time record. Can you imagine playing Texas baseball, wearing that uniform, and you've done something none of the others did? You're just by yourself? That's crazy. That's tough to do. And I love a hitting streak in baseball, Zay. That's one of the freakiest records I think you can have because it takes so much just to do that each and every game, and it's got to be consecutive. A lot of luck, too. Right. Just all the stuff that has to come together, that's that's cool stuff. The 20- ball could come out the, off the bat over 100 miles per hour, and it could still end up in somebody's mitt. Right. Yeah, you could just you could just smoke one to the third baseman yeah. and it's, it's over. Right. Couple strikeouts, hit one to the third baseman and it's, it's done. That's it. Yeah. Uh good for him. Uh it's 27 game streak. They will play San Jose State this weekend. Friday at 6:30 is the next game. Here's a congrats we need to get out there. Casey Thompson has found another home. He's not quite Brew McCoy in terms of the transfers, but he's getting there. He's not quite Tate Martell. But my <laughs> God, Casey Thompson, this is stop number four now? Three. This is stop number three. He, Texas. He flirted with Oklahoma. Flirted with OU. He flirted with them. He went Texas, Nebraska. Now it's going to be FAU, correct? Yeah. yeah. He, he didn't go to Utah. No. 
couple other guys went to Utah. Correct. I'm mixing those up. Okay. So Casey Thompson reunited with Tom Herman? Yeah, he's with anorexic-looking Tom Herman now, and we'll see how it goes. Obviously, they're familiar with one another. Hey, you know what? You told people not to shame Adele when she dropped a few. You can't be shaming Tom Herman for dropping a few. That's true, but you know Tom. Tom's just a weird guy, so I kind of question how that weight got lost. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) And Adele has a certain sex appeal about with the weight loss. I see. So big difference there. Okay. Yeah. I see. He had a specially made grill that uh, the dude made for him from Houston. It just has a lock on it, and it locks, and he can't eat, and then he drops some weight. Yeah. He's good. Tom Herman has a lot of luggage, so I'm just a little curious how he lost all that weight and why he looks like that. Something's off. I see. Something's not right with Thomas. I see. Casey Thompson reunited with Tom Herman. All right, coming up, Ball Don't Lie. They're going to talk to Mark Henry at 4.30. Uh, 7, it's Wednesday Night Flex with Braden uh, Buchanan stopping by. Uh, 8 o'clock is Longhorn Blitz podcast. 9 o'clock fight night. 10 o'clock sports guys talking wrestling. Mark is on with Stu talking some wrestling. We're going to talk to Mark Henry tomorrow at 2.05. Get you a lot of Mark Henry leading up to this big event. Uh, Also, Stu with Adam Cole tonight. Have yourself a good Wednesday. See ya!